Stay tuned at the end of this episode for a small compilation of bloopers by Randy and Jim. Hey there, leader today. Today is January 30th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about why. Why why matters. Why your why matters. And how to create your why. Keeping the tradition going, we will do our This Day in History. Today is January 30th, and January 30th, 1948, Mohandas, otherwise known as Mahatma Gandhi, was assassinated by an ultranationalist named Nathuram Gadsi. Um, Nathuram Gadsi believed that Gandhi favored Muslims in the partition of India. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a really relevant point in history for us, especially for our podcast today, because of the why. Gandhi had a why. He had a significant why. The independence of India, a yes. free India. And his how of getting at why was nonviolent action. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll take us into our conversation today. Let's get started. Okay, Randy, take us through. The, let's frame the question. Let's frame the, the issue. Well, I guess... Why is why important? You know, what's the reason? Is uh, Simon Sinek has a book, uh, Start With Why. He does a good uh, TED Talk as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great TED Talk, and we can put a link to that in the comment section of of the podcast today. But the reason why... Is oh, the, no, I'm, I'm just going to say it out loud. H-T-T-P colon Pause. Rewind. Pause. Don't you hate that when people go through so quick on screen? I can't stand it. I think they just want more watch time or listen time. Anyway, the reason why is, is the mission. Uh, not necessarily a mission statement because I think uh, mission statements are, are really overused and abused these days. But yeah. uh, the simple reason why you're doing what you're doing. Corporately, sure, we have whys. But you, individually, your why. Why are you doing what you're doing today? And, and so much of what um, Simon Sinek says in his book and, and, in, and in his pod, or not podcast, but his, um, his TED Talk, is not to confuse the what or the how with the why. Yeah. And he uses consistently, and anybody who's seen this uses Apple as an example, saying they think differently, right? Or they break the status quo. They don't say, we make computers or, you know, we're your music store. They talk about the why. And, and Sinek talks a lot about how in order for that why to be effective, it has to engage what the limbic system. Mm-hmm. It's that emotional core of you so you can feel it. So when you look at Apple, you go, I like that. Yeah. That feels like me. It's it's an emotional connection to Apple, and people make fun of that, but it's because they've connected in the why with people. Same thing with Disney. You know, we got yeah. Disney fanatics and Apple fanatics. They're fanatics because they are they are putting up or or buying into the why and, and they'll put up with um, you know, bugs, issues, little yeah. things, because they're bought into the why, they'll tolerate a lot more. Yeah, you think about it. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody driving around with an Apple sticker on their car? Yeah. Who does it? I've never put a Dell sticker on my car yeah. or a Hoover sticker, right? Oh, I love this vacuum cleaner. No, because I don't resonate <laughs> with Hoover's why, but, you know, they resonate with Apple's why, and they've done a real good job at that. They have. They have. Well, and we talk about the reason why is important. Because your reason matters for the why. And you're talking a personal reason. Personal here. reason. Well, it starts with the personal, right? Yeah. I mean, this this goes to, you know, why are you in the job you are? Why are you working where you are? Why are you doing what you're doing? The why, because you're going to experience frustration with your bosses. Uh, you're going to have administrative hassles, whatever. You're going to have ungrateful clients and customers and employees. You're going to have long hours. You're going to have tough losses. 
And you're going to have to have something to fall back on that reminds you of why, why the there? struggle is worth it. Yeah. Why are you there? You know, when you shut your computer off or you go home at the end of the day exhausted with your frayed nerves or whatever it is, you have to find the joy or the drive to wake up the next morning and go right back and do it again. I agree. That That's incredibly critical. And for me, I work... I work, as most people know, uh, in security. Yes. I do a lot of security work. You're a CSO, which means career is seriously. <laughs> that's that's what that's right. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first one they so fire. Kind. So yeah, kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and the why for me was it took me a while to really dig into and figure out my why. And I, it used to be, you know, I want to protect the people and the assets of the organization. Mm. That's just a mission statement. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, and I think it's actually effective. But what do I really want to do? And I get joy, and it may sound weird, in creating safety, in creating a safe place for people to do what they want to do. That jazzes you. That gets me going. Yeah. So I know that's, that's weird, cool. but no, there it is. It's not, it's not weird. It's not weird at all. We all have a why. You know, we all have well, What's why? your why? I've told mine. Oh, in full disclosure, I have a childhood friend who's still a good friend. His name is YY. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> we were going to have YY on the show today, but he didn't know why we were calling him. All right, so what's your YY? <laughs> um, well, one, I like to take um, somebody's mission statement, somebody's goal, somebody's vision, and helping them achieve it, whether it's corporate or individual. What do you get joy from? Um, helping people. There. So that's your why. Yeah. Love to help people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I see it in everything you do. You sit here and talk about the things that you do. I'm a coach. You know, I, I'm active in my church. I do mentoring and I'm a project manager or I'm a, you mm-hmm. know, what you do today for your current organization. Mm-hmm. All those things are about helping others. Yeah. Getting stuff done. Helping people complete their mission. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's that. That is my why. You know, having said that, I, I want to poke, I want to dig into your personal experiences. Is have so you, have you? Sorry, that's probably. <laughs> I can't even think. I like you too. You're very cute, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still, I'm yeah. married. Yeah. <laughs> um, damn. Well, that's the end of this podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm Randy. I'm brokenhearted. Yeah. Um, where have you seen someone show up? who's talented, you know, maybe effective, but their why is missing or they don't know their why. And do you have any sort of an example that you can share of something along those lines? Yeah. I mean, I've had people come, you know, one of the things I, I do do is, is uh, um, I'm mentored. I do mentoring both corporately and, you know, personally. And I just, this past week had somebody come to me. They, they were, you know, they're very good. They're very talented. Um, they're great at what they do. They're, they're what we would call a franchise player at our corporation, right? right. They're very good. Uh, and an athlete can play multiple positions, but was just simply frustrated and wanted to do something else. And I said, well, what do you want to do? He goes, I don't know. I just want to do something else. And it's like, look, before we just move yeah. you to something else, you're a great asset. Why do you want to do this? And it kind of threw him because he, he didn't really know the why. And I said, well, what, you know, what do you want to do? And he goes, just not this. And I said, well, I said, that's not a good reason. Is that a good answer? (laughs) Well, you're going to leave. Well, it, it, I mean, it's an answer. It spoke to his frustration. Yeah. Right. And so we got to his why and it actually turned into a couple of hours long, you know, several sessions over the week 
where he uh, identified his why, like what's his number one personal reason why, and then what's his second? Yeah. This this fellow happens to not be a, a American citizen, and he wants to be. Yeah. Right. So it was one of these things where he wanted to do something else, and really we've kind of talked about now him continuing to do what he's doing now until he gets his citizenship, and then that will put him in a position to do something yeah. else. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I was talking to uh, uh, a mentor of mine who's going to remain nameless, and I said, have you ever heard of the five whys? In technology and, and a lot of other things, we do um, root cause analysis, right? They'll do it in engineering and other places. Why did the Titanic, why did the bridge fail, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and I said, are you familiar with the five whys? He said, well, I was an engineering student. And he says, of course, we used to do the fishbone diagrams all the time to figure it out. And it sounds like what you described is that you did a verbal fishbone diagram. Let's go to here and then here, right? Yeah. And, and driving it out until you get to that core why, and then you can work back the parameters to figure out how to get to the, the goal that, you know, sort of fulfills that why. Yeah. And, there, and there's different types of why. I, I guess there's no there's no real bad reasons why if if you've thought about them. Because I said so when I'm your That's brother, right? Yeah. right? I used to get that all the time. But why? <laughs> why? <laughs> because as my father would have said, the next time we have this conversation, we're going to have it on the moon, and one of us isn't taking a rocket. <laughs> but but the reasons why, if you've thought about them and you've you've actually prioritized your life, you know that that's that's kind of where it starts is prioritization. But I'll, I'll say this, just to say that your why is, I want to make a lot of money and retire. Okay, that's a why, but it, it's kind of a short-sighted reason why. Yeah, because, I mean, you back that up and say, well, what is it about retirements you want? Right. Well, right. I want to be at leisure. I want to boat or I want to ride horses yeah. or whatever it is. Then I want to have the joy of riding horses. That's right. my why. And see, that's the thing. Sometimes you think about it. You're actually, your you're why is is short-sighted there's a longer read you want to retire so you can do what yeah right what is that thing that really jazzes you what is that thing that really gets you going you know somebody said it to me and it was the what brings you joy mm -hmm. and i had to really think hard about that and it was sort of a a relatively new understanding of my why which was i like making things safe i like making people feel safe yeah i've always been that way mm -hmm. I'm sure my therapist would love to have an extra conversation about that one, but we're going to leave that off. Well, after you hit on me, I don't feel very safe. So, <laughs> you know, and without a, a why, people just fade up. They can shrivel up or die. You know, an example of... of uh, that's right. <laughs> there, there's a... So my superpowers come in, what's your why? And they don't have one. <laughs> that's right. They suck up and... Well, yeah, no, it's kind of like the mummy. You know, on the money with, you know, with I was hoping more the tree. Indiana Jones melting guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a why. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you don't have a why, you know, and I watch this in the military, you see, you know, um, military service people, army vets, in my case, you got army vets that spend 30 years and then they retire and they die like two or three years later. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. uh, they, they die quickly. And, and so I think institutionalization, right? Prison, long-term yeah. prisoners, too. Yeah, well, and then you look and some of the why, the ones that went on and did civilian service, like they became, became Department of the Army civilians and kept working, they kept working. They lived long, you know, but, but to go those 30 years of, of ground pounding, you know, and then suddenly to not have that, it, it's their, their why didn't change. And, you know, maybe went to serving your country to now maybe serving your country. So you're telling me it's okay to change my why. It is. Well, your why is going to change. 
And, and, and to use another example, like I went in the military to defend the United States. I went in to defend my nation, to fight for my country, you know, to do my service, right? And I went in, I was single, right? After a couple of years, I got married, you know, and, and had our first child. And suddenly my why... Good Lord, you reproduced. Yeah, except five times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we, my why changed. And, and I, I went in the service to do that, but suddenly, because I was spending so much time with my platoon mates, and I spent more time in my seven years, you know, in, in the same infantry regiment than, than, than with my family, it's like, I, my, then all, suddenly I was like, okay, i got to get out. I, yeah. I've got to spend more time with my family. My why changed. Your why changed from having the joy with your, with your platoon mates and with your regiment mm-hmm. to seeking that with your family. Yes. I like that story. What I'm going to, you know, push here on is... Don't touch me. I, we have a strict harassment policy, Randy, ever since that incident. You, you stay on that side of the microphone. Um, how, do you, how do you help someone to reframe their why? And I guess we talked that a little bit, but how do you recognize when somebody may have drifted from their why? Well, the, when we drift from our why, and, and I, this goes, we can tie this in, I promise, to finding out, you know, recognize when someone drifts from their why. But we all get punched in the gut. I, I'd said that before. You're going to have anger. You're going to have frustration. You're going to have stress. And and when you get punched in the gut, you know, your ability to rebound from that, your ability to come back from that, if suddenly that punch in the gut is, this is just another punch in the gut. This is just another one of these things. This is, if yeah. you find yourself saying, this is just another thing. This is just, and in your mind, you're drifting from your why. And that why it's visceral. It's yeah. it's in, intrinsic. It's inherent. And and I think when you find yourself confusing the what, mm-hmm. what you do or how you do it with why you do it, is when you need to take a look. And when you either as a leader or as a mentor take a look and say, "Hey, Randy, I need you to I need you to hold up here. It isn't all about how many you know things, widgets. how many projects or widgets yeah. or whatever it is. Let's talk about what's making you happier. What's what's been keeping you you know the lights lit." You mentioned that it's visceral. You feel it, just like people are so passionate about Apple and about Disney, and and you're passionate about making things safe. I'm passionate about helping people. That that why drives you. It gets you out of bed. It, it gets you back up when you get knocked down. It fires you up when you're having a, a tough day, or you go back to, okay, why am I doing this? And you answer that question. You know, I asked my wife. Uh, my my wife, she loves learning. She's been a stay-at-home mom, you know, um, since uh, since I got out of the military, since we got out of the military. But uh, I asked her, why why are you a teacher? Because she, she's a teacher now. And, you know, she loves learning. She loves our kids, too, which, you know, initially drove that opportunity to teach. But I asked her that question all the time when she starts to complain to me about something relating to the investment that's needed or, yeah. or to her or, you know, or to the kids or with me. You know, I just ask her, why are we, why are you doing this again? And I'm ready for her not to have a good reason why, you know, because then we can have a conversation about, you know, why she's doing it. Um, but, you know, she's, she's making a, a sacrifice. She's doing something for her children, but she loves to learn. And that's the driving force behind all of that for her own benefit and her own, you know, um, self-esteem. He, you, I'm going to turn this a little bit, given that our, our leadership podcast. So you're a leader and you have to, how do you 
Randy, what's the, the, the how in this? How do you reinforce the why of your organization? How do you get people to, to live it, uh, understand it? Well, it, it's got to be a, an, an emotional connection to it, right? If, if you want them to buy into it, it's got to be something that's aligned to their why. You know, why are we here? We're here to do the best for, you know, an example for our clients, right? We want to serve our clients in the best way possible. We want to be the strategic advisor to these things and that fall into our technical bailiwick or quiver of arrows. We, we, want, to, we want to make our clients successful. Yeah. We want yeah. to see our clients' success and be a part of our clients' success, right? Yeah. And that success, you know, is tied to the employee success, too. You know, why folks are here... The, again, those why changes. Sometimes people outgrow organizations. You know, sometimes sure. organizations outgrow people. We've worked with each other, you know, three yeah. different places. So we've seen each other come and go and, and changes come and go. And, and we've walked away from organizations where we no longer understood the why. Yeah, or believed in the current why. Like, you know, either it didn't align or, you know, if, if someone's not being authentic or if suddenly it's like, you know what? This isn't jazzing me anymore for whatever reason. You know, Simon Sinek talks about the golden circle, right? With the why in the yeah. middle and then the, the what and the how mm-hmm. uh, as radiating out from there. And it's interesting when you when you run across an organization that uses the either the what or the how as their why. Yeah. Right? We make great computers as you use in the Apple experience. Or we, you know, we, we do identity management the best. And yeah. that's not the why, right? Well, I, and I, I don't feel it. All I feel is you sell software. Barf. Yeah, yeah, barf. That's right. Yawn. Yeah. Well, that goes back to... Which reminds me, know, I have to disconnect with LinkedIn people who are going to bombard <laughs> me as sales reps, right? Click, click, right. click. want to sell you something, immediately disconnect. But that goes back to the, the why is important because, like the retiree example we gave, want to make a lot of money and retire. Well, okay, but what happens when you achieve that? Yeah. You see, like, we want to be the best software company in five years. Well, suddenly, okay, when you are, now what? You know, and I keep referencing Cynic in this, but one of the things he said was, think back, to find your why, think back about the times in your life where you were the happiest. Things were going great, right? Where you were just pew, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And what was bringing you joy about it? And that might help you find your why. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, that helps Playing you. Playing Battlestar Galactica oh my God, with my, so my good. elementary. <laughs> so good. I used to put my arms out like this, and I was a viper. We'd launch from the, the bike rack behind. Oh, my God. Did you really? We That's did. awesome. That's right. That my brother mind. and I would play Kung Fu, if you remember that show from the I 70s. Did, yeah. And my brother would – actually, I'm sorry. He, we'd play Kung Fu. And then we also played Star Trek where he would turn the, the bed mattress on the side, on its side, stand me up, and then do a two-legged Kirk flying <laughs> kick into me. He got in so much trouble the one time Mom found him. It was awesome. What are you doing? Well, you, well the best is you said he would hum the Star Trek fight song. I still have it. i got to go see my therapist. As he's hitting you. Anyways, bringing it back. So as a leader, you know, we have to find, and sometimes you'll find yourself in an organization where the why there isn't something that resonates with you. And you as a leader of an organization inside of it have to build your own why. Yeah, you got to connect the why. You have to connect your teams, right, to the why. It, sometimes, you know, you're, especially your middle management, you're a cog in the wheel. You're not going to change the why or the mission statement, but you've got to somehow translate that for your people. 
And the other thing, too, is knowing your people. What are your people's individual strengths? What are their individual aspirations? And when you kind of know that, you can connect to the individual, and then ultimately you can connect the teams together. And the end result is that the people on that team that get the why, that feel it, they will go the extra mile every time. They will. Every time. There will be no, oh, I don't think I'm getting enough productivity on it. They get it. They're in. Yeah. And you hear complaints from the people that you work with or people that work for you. You know, the, the discontent. You know, if you're discontent or, or you're hearing those words of discontent, again, try to connect them back to their why. Yeah. What is their why? Because you know your why for the organization, but does their the why of the organization align with the why of this individual? Yeah. You and know, sometimes it's time to mentor that person to a new opportunity. I'm, I've got a good friend, and we'll call him Mike. Mike. Right. And Mike is a uh, he is in the fire service. Mike. He's a leader in the fire yes, service, like uh, fire department. And he struggles Everybody with that sometimes Mike. because his firefighters will lose sight of, you know, individual firefighters will lose sight of the fact that they're there to save lives. Mm-hmm. Right? What a what a thing. Like yeah. you step into a burning building or you are there pumping somebody's chest who's had a cardiac arrest. You know, it's it, but they even those guys where the why is so clear can lose sight of it. Yeah. And he's, he and I have had these conversations, and he talks about having to remind them, gentlemen, right, firefighters, what are we here to do? We're not here to maximize our union hours or our, our, our right. TP, TPS reports, whatever it is. We're here to save lives. The why connects you to a passion, to connects you to something bigger than yourself so that you can get out of bed the next morning and go do the hard thing you got to do. Amen. Well, I don't know why you are here, dear listener. <laughs> But we hope... My mother's still not paying you, are they? Right. She said two. she was stopping the Both checks. Mom, mom, yeah. Um, she likes me best. <laughs> um, the why. Why are we doing this podcast? Because it brings me joy to help people, right? Yeah. It, and it's fun. Yeah. You know? we, I mean, we, I get picked on a lot being <laughs> old, apparently. And why are you listening in? I hopefully, really do need to call my therapist. Hopefully... hopefully to educate, to edify, to entertain, and we hope you have been. And to that end, I'm Randy Fields. I'm Jim Desmond. And you guys keep leading. Hey there, leader. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? We had a lot of bloopers over the past year it's or been, six uh, months. Six, almost. eight months of doing yeah. this. We've created a fine reel of bloopers, I think. We have. And and we just finished listening to it and we've been we've dried our eyes. We, we we thought it was incredibly funny. You might find it annoying, but we thought since our why is to educate, edify, and entertain that we uh, focus on the entertainment. We focus on the entertainment before we dig into the why. So, without further ado, here is uh, about eight months worth of bloopers, and uh, it's TVMA. Yes, so absolutely. There are some swear words in here. There are a few, so please uh, uh, be gentle with uh, smaller ears. If kids are listening to this, these people have problems. Yeah, yeah, you guys really need to look at your why. But <laughs> you know, from. Oh. Uh, so as a leader, dealing with the righteous way is, is important, but uh, you got I got nothing. I ask that question, Randy. How do we as leaders face conflict? 
head on, <laughs> first and <laughs> foremost. But uh, there's a quote that says, conflict is inevitable, but combat is optional. Um, as an Army veteran, I faced combat. As, as a married person for 28 years, I have faced conflict. Uh, so, you know, things can derive pretty quickly from, uh, or, de- de- ah, crap. <laughs> Again. Oh, God, I can't find it. <laughs> Creating that safe space as a leader, that's, that's what we need to do. That's what you need to do so that people can feel safe to express those things. Um, and be vulnerable um crap i'm done you i totally suck. lost it you totally suck. It's- it leads to courage in your people it leads to innovation increased production and frankly everybody getting the attain you know the goal that you're seeking fuck <laughs> You're supposed to ask when you've been the most vulnerable. Damn it. Suck. Suck. Stop. Stop. Hey there, leader. Today. Today is August 20th, and today we're going to be talking about mentoring. How to get it. How to use it. And why you need... I'm sorry. We need to redo that. Today on this day in history, August 20th, 19... Son of a bitch. Something. (laughs) On this day in history, August 20th, 1974, President Gerald Ford took over office from the resigning Richard Nixon after the Watergate scandal. This is the second time we've mentioned this one, but it is a good exercise and a good example of leadership. Um, Fuck. Watergate salad. You know, I'll say one of the things that... I was talking to somebody today about podcasts. They asked me, what is one of the secrets to podcasts? And I think it's the same secret to our... Mm. Why Why the fuck did you do that? So for today, this day in history, September 10th, 1608, in colonial America, English adventurer, many of you will remember from your favorite Disney movie. I know this is your favorite, Randy. It is. The Explorer, that is so creepy. The Explorer, John Smith, um, was awarded as the uh, elected council president of Jamestown after her um, leading the survival mother efforts. I I wanted to talk about I was, god damn it. Well, that brings us to the point of why we're doing this podcast. Jim, you were very vulnerable. I thought it was for the drinking. It it was for the money. There's so much money involved. (laughs) So much money. Yeah. And it's so easy. That's why we do one every two weeks um, or three weeks if if we're messed up on our work schedule. Um, But... The I totally lost where I was going. Thank you <laughs> very, very much. Okay, after you've lampooned me, I guess it's your turn, Mr. Fields, uh-huh. um, to be the one who tells us a story. Tell us your tale from the trench. What's your topic? Um, I've already taken trust, so you got to pick one of the others. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, leader. Today, today is October 19th, and today on Leadership Lost in Town. (laughs) And as always, today on This Day in History, 
November 24, 1963, Jack Ruby shoots accused assassin of President John F. Kennedy to death in the basement of the Dallas Police Department headquarters. Lee Harvey Oswald. Damn it. Who did he shoot? <laughs> so, change management is uh, a set of... <laughs> Stop it. Don't look at me. Stop it. But, you know, the, the thing I want to get after there is that I have no fucking idea what oh, I'm saying. Oh, no, so good. I had we were there. That was there. We... Hey there, leader. Today, today is January 9th, 2021. Happy New Year, by the way. Today, we're going to be talking about fear. Fear in yourself. In your teams. And how to manage that fear. <laughs> Uh, I think we will bid adieu. Yeah, I agree. Let's get out of here. All right. Keep leading. Yeah, we kind of fucked that up. Hey there, leader. Today, today is January 30th. And today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about why. Why it matters. Why you're, what? No, it's the why, why matters. Why, why matters. Why, why. (laughs) I got to say why, why. Hey there, leader. Today, today is January 30th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about why why matters. No, that's not what we're going to be doing. I'm sorry. Today we're going to talk about... Keeping our tradition going, today is January 30th, and our moment in history, their stay in history, January 30th, 1948. Say January 30th again. January 30th, 1948. <laughs> yeah. Mahatma Gandhi... Uh, also known as by his real name, Mohandas Gandhi, was assassinated by um, an ultra-nationalist by the name of... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Naduru Spotcheck. <laughs> well, that's all the bloopers we have for now. I'm sure we'll be making more here in the near future, and I hope you enjoyed them as much as we enjoyed making them. Y'all take care. <laughs>